You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil and we have a full house today on a Monday night, which is a little bit different for us, but it feels good. I just had a grilled cheese and a hot dog and Jeff is not sweating. Uh, So in the studio with me is Jeff, Matt and Ken as always. How's it going guys? Hey, doing great on a Monday night. Yeah, feel nice and cool. DVRing raw, so I'll have that to go. And I hope Rhonda makes an appearance tonight. A uh, little upset about John Cena and Nikki Bella, I won't lie, but I'm hoping they'll get back together as it might be a work for the season of Total Bellas. Yeah, if those kids can't make it work, who can? It's That's really what nice. I like to say. Um, joining us uh, over Skype is someone that I'm really uh, happy to have uh, on the show personally because uh, this was someone who reached out to us when we first started out and uh, let us come on their show. Uh, Ken and I made an appearance. We had such a great time. Uh, and it's one of our favorite shows that we subscribe to and listen to. So definitely subscribe to Generally Trivial, hosted by our guest, Jeff Reed. How's it going, Jeff? I'm doing well. I also had a hot dog, but unfortunately, I am also sweating. Uh, being Chicago-based, there's a 50% chance that you had a hot dog for dinner. Is kind of how it works here. So. <laughs> right. And if you, don't eat, if you don't eat your Italian beef with your elbows on the table, then you should probably just get out of town. <laughs> Uh, so, Jeff, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about Generally Trivial, uh, a little bit about yourself and uh, how you found our show and and uh, anything else you'd like to tell us, uh, maybe about your, your mood swings or anything else that's going on right now. I don't know. I'd rather not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, uh, our show, Generally Trivial, is really just talking about trivial topics. We cover odd news, weird current events, uh, naked burglars, uh, the movie being made about hot Cheetos is coming out. You know, you're not going to find out about that unless you're listening to us. So uh, we try to give you something to laugh about, something to share with a friend at work. And uh, I'm excited to hear uh, this episode because I listen to you guys weekly and you guys do a good job. Thank you. Yeah, I got to gotta say your show is very polished and a, kind of a riot to listen to. Yeah, I think it's cool to have a trivia show that's kind of like not like a serious type game kind of thing because that's what so many of the sh- trivia shows do and it's kind of the lighter side of trivia. Yeah, and uh, from um, you know me and Ken's perspective, from the editing perspective, you're like Ken said, your show is super polished. You have great uh, background music and sound effects and we know how much work goes into that. So kudos to you for all the hard work you do. Yeah, I uh, I wish I could say I hired it out, but you know, I do it myself. <laughs> That's more impressive, really. I wish I could say the same. <laughs> we, we also wish we could say that. <laughs> well, that would just mean that I had enough money to hire it out, mm-hmm. you know. 
Yeah. Great. Uh, well, it looks like uh, if Ken and Jeff are going to team up, Jeff Reed, uh, how about we call you guys Just Kidding? That was a, a, a phrase you said before we started recording. Was that JK? JK. Jeff and Ken? Yeah, Just Kidding. And JK forever. And uh, hopefully Matt and Jeff won't be boring and be Team Triviality, but what do you guys want to be? I found it being boring. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff's very boring. All right. Well, uh, I guess they're going to be Team Triviality. So uh, I wrote the game I'm going to be hosting today. Uh, it's going to be our normal format, but just in case you've never listened to the show, let's throw it over to the rules guy to break it down. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. The cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. It's amazing that we keep having him over every single week to do that. So I know. We well, really appreciate it. I do have He's a spare so bedroom. consistent, too. Like, he hits all of his notes every time. And the guy playing the keyboard live. That's uh. cool, too. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we're going to go to question one here. While Janis Joplin might best be known for her performance of Peace of My Heart with the band Big Brother and the Holding Company... The song itself is actually a cover made famous by the big sister of what performer who became the first woman inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Oh, jeez. What? <laughs> so if you'd like if you'd like this broken down, uh, I basically just want to know who was the first woman inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> yep, you know, we, we followed. Yeah. It's, that's not the problem, Neil. Oh, I felt like I had to put this on a board and attach strings to follow this. <laughs> who is this? Charlie Day in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> like the mother of a cousin i don't understand jeffrey okay. do you have an, any ideas on this at all no honestly if you would ask me the question i probably would have given the first name that neil gave us okay do you mind if i just throw a guess in there i do not mind all right we'll lock in all right so team just kidding is locked in triviality what are you guys thinking so this is i mean so the first woman abduct uh into okay. <laughs> the first woman abducted by the rock and <laughs> hall of fame she's still there <laughs> So the first woman inducted. So you're you're figuring like a probably 1970s. Is that wrong? Uh, Maybe 60s. I wrote Joan Baez, and that's the only name that I know. I'm totally fine with Joan Baez. So we're locking in with Joan Baez. Now is Joan Baez related to Javi Baez of the Chicago Cubs? No, that's the family I'm referring to. Okay. All right. So Baez's team triviality in with Joan Baez and Ken and Jeff of Just Kidding. We're just gonna go with the guess of Aretha Franklin. The older sister, excuse me, who originally performed Peace of My Heart, her name was Irma, and her last name was Franklin. Mm. So the younger sister was, as Parks and Rex calls it, Urethra Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> so it is Aretha Franklin. That's points for just kidding. Nice, nice. job. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're moving right along to number two. Since the time of Vikings, Scandinavians have referred to this as Austmar, or Eastern Lake, a body of water where you'd find Marie Curie's homeland on the southern tip. You're locked. It's a geography question, so I'm deferring. I am not strong in geography. I'm wondering, uh, what's the sea there? Baltic? Baltic Sea? Does that sound right? It does not sound wrong. <laughs> right, let's go with the uh, Baltic Sea. So uh, Marie Curie is from Poland, mm -hmm. and we too went the Baltic Sea. Ah, see, my clues do help out. It is the Baltic Sea. All right. Nice. All right, moving on to question three. The most followed athlete on Instagram recently partnered with a company to create his own entertainment property in Striker 4-7, an animated superhero series released on a multitude of platforms for his faithful followers. 
Name this former Manchester United star. Okay, so these guys are in. Um, so we're talking soccer. Not my specialty. How about you You over there? It's Man U. You're talking about football. I Footy. I Footy. would be thinking Messi would be my first guess. But I don't know the team for sure that he played on, but I always knew him as kind of... And there's, there's also Ronaldo, who's pretty famous. Yeah. I don't... I don't know, Man U. I don't know which team either one of those guys were playing on, though. Let's uh, let's uh, go with you and say Messi. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just kidding with Messi. What about you guys? Messi's a really good guess. I know he actually had the first YouTube video. I think that had a million views. Uh, but when we're talking Twitter with a lot of followers, I'm thinking somebody that Neil has affection for as well. I'm thinking David Beckham. I do love David Beckham, and I do love his wife. Uh, but here are your clues. So the most followed athlete on Instagram, striker 477 for his jersey number when he was on Man U, uh, and faithful, as in Christian. So Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh. Ah. I talked you out of it. It was a toss-up for me. Um, <sighs> the only thing that's not followed, though, as much as Cristiano Ronaldo, is that uh, that bust that someone made of his face. Which is <laughs> so good. Yeah. The, bust, it, it, the bust itself was pretty bust. I was going to say, it's, it's literally a busted face. Yeah. Uh, all right. So moving on to number four. In 1978's film Halloween, actor Nick Castle portrayed the adult masked version of Michael Myers, but was actually credited as what in the final credits of the film? Got some thinking here. Uh, this question was uh, written in honor of the Blumhouse kind of reboot, but uh, more or less a uh, true sequel to the original that's going to be coming out this year in October. Yeah, that's fine. Key, key grip it is. Do you know any alternate names for the character of Mike Myers? I mean, I feel like it would be something, it could be something generic, like killer or something. Mm -hmm. Another, another um, possibility is... The, the Michael Myers mask is uh, of Captain Kirk. I, I didn't think the Captain Kirk thing was known until more recently, but maybe I'm wrong. Do you want to go with the killer? Uh, I don't have I don't have anything better, but uh, I'm not real confident. Yeah, let's let's go with yeah. that. I I, tr I I mean it's a guess either way, so yeah. I trust your uh, your guess. All right, so team, just kidding. In with the killer. What about you guys? Triviality. Funny enough, we also went with the killer. Okay, I mean, you guys you guys weren't far off. You definitely went the sort of generic uh, route, which was correct. So a little, uh, little history here. Um, in the new reboot that they're doing that uh, Danny McBride uh, is co-directing with uh, David Gordon Green, uh, if you look, looked online, the actor Nick Castle, they brought back to portray Michael Myers uh, in The Mask. And on his chair, his director's chair, is the, the name he was credited as in the original film, which was The Shape. Um, and the reason it's the shape was in the script, John Carpenter called him the shape. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. So he did not write my favorite single, Mr. Brightside. Yeah. He did not. That is correct. For anyone who's curious, uh, there are three Michael Myers in the film. There's the kid Michael Myers. There's one whose mask is taken off that is not Nick Castle. But for the record, the Nick Castle version is the one credited as the shape, which is the main version of Michael Myers. All right. Not, Neat. Enough uh, film, <laughs> film geekness there. Number five. Uh, this is our first uh, listener-submitted question for the game, and it comes from Catherine Lewis. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Catherine. Uh, of the six main cast members from the TV show Friends, who is the only one to have never received a solo Emmy nomination for their performance? Hmm. Wow. 
And that's actually kind of incredible. And it's referring to on the show, right? It, right. it would be of the main six. Yeah, four friends. Four friends. Four friends. Yep. They were all individually nominated except for one. Yep. I actually find that more unbelievable than one was the exception. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe it's. To one. be fair, you could write down all six names, and there are very yep. clear instances where I would believe anything you wrote down. Mm-hmm. So I think I think this. But I could definitely I could definitely see that for that that uh, that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I think we're we're locking in with an answer. Okay, team triviality locked in. So my initial impression on this is maybe um, Lisa Kudrow or maybe Matthew Perry. My thinking was actually Schwimmer because uh, he seems to be the one who everyone kind of disregards and says he wasn't as good as the others. I, I feel he was also the main like kind of dramatic thrust of that show. Right. It could be. I mean, it's. I, th- I think any of them are really possible, maybe aside from like Jennifer Aniston, but I think it's Lisa Kudrow in my in my heart. <laughs> I can't. I can't go against your heart. All right, let's go with Lisa Kudrow. Lisa Kudrow in your heart. <laughs> uh, so Lisa Kudrow is something that we were kind of thinking as well. Um, so my thoughts around why I picked. Uh, the person that we did was he would be considered the lead actor and I don't think that anybody from Friends was nominated for lead actor the rest were supporting uh, so which is why we went with David Schwimmer receiving one primetime Emmy nomination and losing David Schwimmer mm. receiving one primetime Emmy Award nomination and losing Matthew Perry receiving two primetime Emmy Award nominations losing Matt LeBlanc receiving six Primetime Emmy Award nominations and winning one, Lisa Kudrow, yeah. receiving five Primetime Emmy Award Jennifer nominations Aniston. and winning one, Jennifer Aniston. So does oh. Courtney Cox, Courtney is the Cox. only one to not wow. receive one. That's surprising to me. Yeah, yeah it is. She, she did a great job on that show, and you think after however many years the show was on that they at least would have gotten one each. What's, what's pretty funny is that was the one Matt and I didn't discuss. Yeah. Well, right, yeah. That should say everything. She had that David Arquette stink on her at the time, so... <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> probably might happen. WCW champion David Arquette. Well, and, and Matthew Perry did the the you know coke to coke to classy move. So. Yeah, you had a good time. Yeah, yeah. So we're all friends. You're all friends here. Uh, so after uh, the first five questions, the score is pretty tight. Just kidding. Uh, with it, which is uh, Ken and Jeff Reed is twenty points ahead, and Triviality is only on the board with ten. So twenty to ten. Uh, let's move right along to question six. Although it might sound like it. Raskolnikov is not, in fact, a hockey player in the current NHL playoffs, Brent and Aaron. Instead of a stick, he uses an axe and is known for committing a cold-blooded murder and afterwards, tormented by his own conscience, seeking sympathy from a prostitute in what 19th century novel? What was the name? Uh, Raskolnikov. I I was going to throw out some some literary figures, see if you could maybe put two and two together, but... Because it sounds pretty Russian. Yeah. <laughs> if you got something, now is the time. I mean, if you if you feel that way, I mean, I've got nothing better. So there's a work I'm thinking of, and I'm I might even be saying the name wrong, but it's like Anna Karina or something like that. I think there's just one more syllable in there, but yeah. I'm I'm fine with that because I really have no idea. What's the name? Anna Kornikova. Karinina. That's what it is. <laughs> but it's just off that last name. I can't think of any other works that would be. That's. I mean, look. I, I really have no idea. I'm yeah. Like thinking about, like a class I took in college one time, talking about like Jeff. Correct me. Tolstoy is that an author? Tol- Tolstoy is a Russian author. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And stuff. Nabokov and stuff. But yeah. 
I have no idea. Tolstoy so. wrote War and Peace. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's a quick read, right? Yeah. So, yes, it is. Yeah. Like Neil's questions. That might even be the right book, but we're going to go with Anna Karenina. Okay. And yeah. Team Triviality? Strangely, we too went Anna Karenina. All right. Well, uh, the author is Dostoyevsky. And if you're familiar with his work, Crime and Punishment. Mm. Yeah. That's right. right. Uh, Tried to give as many clues as I could in there. Uh, but Jeff, you were on the right track, though, by saying it sounded Russian. Because so. it, it, it is. Because it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, nah. So question seven, uh, I think you guys will probably get this one just to uh, put your spirits back up in the air a little bit. <laughs> I didn't know they were down. Thanks, Neil. Oh, they're always down. Um, this, <laughs> this highly popular video game probably oh wouldn't be streamed as often if it were called Two Weeks instead of its actual title. Oh, my God. Locked in. Yeah, locked in. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're good. Well, this is how often our show actually gets uploaded fortnightly. The, the game is Fortnite. Yeah, yeah we agree. Yeah. Fortnite. It is Fortnite. So just got to give that little, you know, ego boost to you guys there. Uh, all right, number eight. This one's a little hard, but I think with the clues in here, you guys will be okay. In 1935, the year before the Best Supporting Actor category was created, three actors, Clark Gable, Charles Lawton, and Franchot Tone, were all nominated for Best Actor in this same high seas film, but unfortunately, none of them were quicker picker-uppers of the illustrious honor. <laughs> No, this is just click. stupid right. ass. <laughs> you locked in then? Yeah. No. Yeah, I don't. I don't know movies that were before three weeks ago. <laughs> so it's Avengers or nothing. Yeah. If you'd or ask Tully. Me, if you'd ask me about a Quiet Place I... or Fern Gully. Back yeah, Matt's a Matt's a oh, huge Fern Gully. I could talk huge, about for uh, a huge Tully fan. I know you've been Excess. waiting out in line for that one. Is this Fern Gully? This is not Fern Gully. Okay. No, that's Avatar. Oh. Bounty, something, pirates. Maybe HMS Bounty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Sounds like that. That's the uh, the one that they uh, parody on The Simpsons. Could be. Are you okay if I answer this, Jeff? Oh yeah. So this is the second time I've answered this, like with all you guys present, and you none of you guys knew it the first time either. Mutiny on the Bounty. Mm, it be. is Mutiny on the Bounty. Well done, Ken. Awesome job. You ask about that again, there'll be Mutiny in the podcast. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't actually remember the first time. It was at Trivia Night. Oh, fair enough. Still don't remember. I remember everything, so. No, you don't. Uh, oh, yes, I do. So if we have a Triviality Mutiny, who are we uh, mutineering against, uh, seeing as we all have one-fourth share? That's a good question. I, I guess I guess it's like just we'll just make Jeff walk the the, plank. the, the formal you triviality. Let's, oh, okay, let's, let's make a deal here. Usted triviality. I, here's a question for all our listeners here. So this is a little um, not a contest, if you will, because it's not uh, you know it's not. Uh, oh, it's contest. It's a contest. So this is everything what I, is a contest. This is what I want you to do. So we're gonna say that triviality had a mutiny, so, which means we're we're on the high seas oh, on we're, our. We're gonna we're gonna play Survivor. No, no, right not now. Survivor. On we're on a boat. We're getting voted off. We're we haven't we haven't named the boat yet. I'm guessing it's like the H H M S Cream or something. Something. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm not getting on that boat. <laughs> so the first four people. I don't want to be on a boat with three men, <laughs> and the boat's name is Cream. Yeah. <laughs> Just be three seamen on the cream. <laughs> um, uh, so on that note, the first four people that uh, that respond to this, what would our pirate outfits look like? And, and whoever has the most detailed version of that, I will find someone to illustrate that. Of yeah. each of us. So, what is Jeff going to look like on the on the HMS Cream? What is Ken going to look put like? Put out twenty five or ads. I like I like how my immediate <laughs> reaction. My immediate reaction to this is not 
oh god what am i going to look like my immediate reaction is neil better not <laughs> be spending the podcast <laughs> money on this <laughs> I'll, I'll pay out of pocket a hundred dollars um, yeah right. i'll pay out of pocket so send us what you think our uh, alter egos would look like on the mutiny here uh okay so going into on the, on the bounty on the bounty uh going to question nine Drop the O in the name of R2-D2's trusty companion, and with a little reshuffling, you'll get the nickname of this basketball star, currently playing in his first conference finals more than 10 years after winning Rookie of the Year. Locked in. Yep. We're locked in. That is definitely Chris Paul, CP3. Okay. So just getting in with CP3, Matt and Jeff. Yeah. As soon as he said drop the O on R2-D2's friend, I wrote Chris Paul. So it is. In. It is Chris Paul, the one without the beard, correct? The one without the beard. <laughs> yeah. If you're if you're watching the Western Conference Finals, he's the one without the beard. <laughs> Do not touch the top of his head. Yeah, which means he couldn't get on the show because we're all bearded. So. Well, except me, I can I can barely grow any sort of facial hair. I do look like a, a young man who would come to ask to mow your lawn. You kind of look like a pirate, actually. Uh, do I? It's yeah. the goatee. James Harden would be very welcome in the studio. That's all I'm saying. He would be. He would be. Uh, so this this last question of the first round is is also close to my heart, and I think Matt's going to get into it as well. Um, anyone who knows me, I think, will enjoy it. Despite the fact that none of the members were from Orlando, Florida, making the band alum O-Town is most well known for their hit song, Liquid Dreams, which name drops eight female entertainers and music group Destiny's Child. I'll give you five guesses to name any of those female entertainers, and you'll get two points per correct guess. So as you were asking the question, I wrote O-Town, scratched it off. I wrote <laughs> Liquid Dreams, scratched it off. <laughs> I was like, all right, where is this going with it? Uh, Jeff, do you have any idea? Uh, I mean, I think I could guess a couple of them. I, I feel confident about one or two, but... You're messing up the math, Neil. Hey, I'll, I'll, I know, but it's fun. It's, it's O-Town. <laughs> don't, We're don't already bad it, at Jake. math, though. It's O-Town. <laughs> <laughs> I think O-Town is where the mutiny ends for the, all those semen. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Uh, we're locked in with five. Okay. Uh, Jeff, our team, just kidding. What are you guys uh, thinking? Man, I've never heard this song, I'm pretty sure. I probably have heard it and just, you know, blocked it out of my memory. Um, but I'm thinking entertainers from that era. All or Nothing, I believe, is their other hit. So what were what were some names that were crossing your mind? I I mean, I was thinking Britney Spears. Okay. Um, I was thinking Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba was certainly crossing my mind. <laughs> and I was thinking... Per- Possibly Aguilera. So this is basically Jeff Reed's personal list. <laughs> yeah. Aguilera. It's like Betty White. <laughs> this is a song that goes a little bit of Monica in my life. No. Right? Yes. yes. Oh, Mambo number Bums. five by Lou Bega. Yeah. A little bit of Jessica, yeah. <laughs> Jessica right. Alba. Jessica Chastain. What about uh, Jessica Simpson? Or was that like you couldn't cross the 98 degrees party lines? Oh, sort of thing? yeah. The party line. There might be a, <laughs> might be a boy band beef there. A conflict yeah. of interest. I mean, it wouldn't be bad. You could almost see it as tribute. Okay, Jessica Simpson. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant for a second in my brain, my synapses fired that you said Lisa Simpson. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Do it okay over there, Neil? I don't know what's. And going how on. about I'm how about concerned about your liquid dreams now? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, my liquid dreams are flowing just fine, Jeff. Oh. Sounds like a problem, actually. (laughs) 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 Uh, This is all great. How about we throw in um, a a throwback and say uh, Madonna? Fabio. I could see that, yeah. Maybe they have a thing for older women. All right, we're in. 
All right. Um, so uh, this is uh, this is probably a song that I think David uh, Levesey would enjoy listening to me and dancing because uh, I feel like he'd like it as well. Um, but uh, let's start with Team Triviality. Who are your five? Um, so we're going with uh, Jennifer Lopez, mm-hmm. uh, Christina Aguilera, uh, Carmen Electra, was very big at the time, uh, Pamela Anderson, and then uh, a little curveball there, Maya. Okay. All right. And let's go to Team Just Kidding. So according to Jeff, we had uh, Britney Spears, Jessica Alba, Christina Aguilera, Jessica Simpson, and Madonna. Okay, so both teams only getting two points on that question. Uh, Here is the full list. Madonna, Janet Jackson, Jennifer Lopez, Angelina Jolie, Cindy Crawford, Tyra Banks, Salma Hayek and Halle B or Halle Berry. So we really, got two really weird list. Wow. Yeah. To all older women. They so have diverse taste. I mean not yeah. Halle I approve of Halle Berry. No, I'm yeah. No, not very, not at the time so pro. much. That was Catwoman time, wasn't it? No, no, no. this was pre Catwoman. Oh, Way I own a copy of that this DVD. Is probably, I'm going to gift it to you. It's probably Swordfish Halle Berry, maybe. Okay. Fair, um, fair assessment. Uh, all right. Uh so uh before we get into the swing round, just wanted to say uh, thank you to all of our listeners who've uh, reached out recently uh, just with some nice emails, uh, just telling us, uh, you know, uh, how they enjoy the show and just people we've never met before, new listeners. So we really appreciate all of you guys, uh, you know, reaching out, mm-hmm. uh, whether it was through trivialitypodcast.com or email trivialitypodcast at gmail.com. Um, thank you to uh, all our new Patreons, too. Yeah. And if you heard us on Trivial Warfare, welcome. Yes, welcome. Yeah, this is going to be one of our newer episodes since we were on our uh, Trivia Olympics episode with them. And thank you uh, also to Jonathan at Trivial Warfare and everyone over there, and also Andy Saunders and AJ Mass at uh, Beat My Guest. And complete the list, respectively. And complete the list. Thank you. We're backwards. And now you've completed the list of everybody we needed to thank. Yes. (laughs) Much like your liquid dreams, this will all end up on the cutting room floor. No, I kind of like some of it. No, no, just this is going to go. Everything else will keep in, probably. My favorite Halle Berry movie has always been uh, Monster Balls. <laughs> Was that referring to Heath Ledger yeah. <laughs> in that movie? Uh, R.I.P. Going into the swing round, the score is still pretty tight. Team Just Kidding has 52 points and Team Triviality with 32. The swing round category is called Talk Show Hosts. I'm going to give you the name of 12 talk show hosts who have programs currently airing, and I want you to give me the title of the show that they host. Example, If I said Jimmy Fallon, the answer would be The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. If you would have just given me The Tonight Show, I would have accepted that as well. It's going to be 12 questions worth five points apiece. Uh, And when you guys are ready, I'll just uh, go through the entire list. Go for it. All right. Number one, Andy Cohen. Number two, James Corden. Number three, Samantha B. Number four, John Oliver. Number five, Carson Daly. Number six, Sarah Silverman. Number seven, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Number eight, Bill Maher. Number nine, Conan O'Brien. Number 10, Jordan Klepper. Number 11, Seth Meyers. And finally, number 12, Graham Norton. 
Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or she, call the police. Or call the police like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Uh, so it looks like our answers are locked in. Uh, so let's start with number one. Uh, the host was Andy Cohen. Uh, team Triviality, what did you say? Um, we weren't too sure about this one, but I know that there's a show out there called At Midnight, and I thought he might be the host, so we said At Midnight. All right. And Team Just Kidding? We're just going to go with the Andy Cohen show because we had no idea. Okay. Well, At Midnight was a show that Chris Hardwick hosted that Mm -hmm. is no longer on the air. Uh, Uh, Andy Cohen is on the Bravo Network and hosts Watch What Happens Live. mm -hmm. I will will not. We were not going to get that. Yeah. Great show. Uh, All right. Number two, James Corden, uh, Team Triviality. So uh, Matt and I stepped out for a moment. We had a nice uh, karaoke in our car and came back. And uh, we said it's the Late Late Show with James Corden. All right. Team uh, Just Kidding. Yep, we also said The Late Late Show. That is correct. The Late Late Show with James Corden. Number three, Samantha B. Team Triviality. So this is something we went back and forth on quite and, a bit. And I believe, looking at Ken's face, the sentiment is shared. Yeah. Um, uh, the, it started with an un-something, and we only came up with unscripted with Samantha B., but I'm not sure if that's right. Okay. Team Just Kidding? Yeah, this one... this. This is the kind of thing where I know it, like, and it just is not, like, coming to mind and I'm blanking on it. Because I've seen the show, you know, I watch clips online, and I like the show, and it's just not coming to me. All right. Well, the answer is Full Frontal with Samantha B. Oh, that's right. Uh, Number four, John Oliver, Team Triviality. I watched the episode of this yesterday when I got up this morning. That would be Last Week Tonight. All right. And Ken? Last Week Tonight. All right, it is Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Number five, uh, Team Triviality. So we were starting with TRL, but I don't think, no, it's, uh, <laughs> we've set Up All Night with Carson Daly. 
All right, and team, just kidding. We maybe went with his old show, Last Call with Carson Daly. It is Last Call mm. with Carson Daly. Uh, number six, Sarah Silverman, team Triviality. Did not know this one, so we put one of the shows that I enjoy of hers, uh, the Sarah Silverman program. All right, and team, just kidding. We said the Sarah Silverman show. All right, it is called I Love You America with Sarah Silverman. <laughs> not even close. Nope. I heard of that. Yep, newer show. Number seven, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Triviality. I think we just wrote science. Yeah, <laughs> science nightly. <laughs> With an exclamation point. He is known for science. Uh, and uh, team, just kidding. Uh, this one, I knew we had a podcast called Star Talk for sure. And uh, maybe that's also a TV program. So Star Talk. Your uh, intuition was correct. It wow. is Star Talk wow. with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Bad news for us. Nice job. Uh, all right. So number eight was Bill Maher. And on the just kidding side, I know there was some uh, back and forth here uh, between Jeff and Ken. So uh, let me start with Ken, what you thought it was before I let Jeff answer the question. Sure. I was pushing for politically incorrect. Okay. And Jeff, what did you say? I thought it was real time with Bill Maher. Team Triviality? Uh, I wrote politically incorrect and crossed it out so that Jeff can put real time with Bill Maher. All right, so both of you guys are correct. Uh, Politically Incorrect was his original show on ABC. It moved to real time when he was on HBO. So uh, both the Jeffs uh, overriding us for points on that one. Yeah, Jeff Power. (laughs) All right, uh, number nine. This one was kind of a a cheeky uh, question. Conan O'Brien, let's start with Triviality. Uh, Yeah, this one killed us because we're like, it's just Conan, right? And we, we argued for a little bit, and we're just going with Conan. All right, and team just kidding. Yep, it's just Conan now. It is just Conan. All right, number 10. Uh, This is a newer show as well, so I wasn't sure how well you guys would know this one, but it's Jordan Klepper, Team Triviality. I was going back and forth. I know kind of the ethos of this show, but uh, the title was really hard. We said The Resistance. Okay, very close. Team, just kidding. We're going to go with Clepping It Up with Jordan Klepper. (laughs) Probably a better title. Uh, Jeff was very close. The actual title is The Opposition. Ah. Uh, very, and I think you even said, I heard you, it's very Colbert-esque, his original show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number 11, uh, Seth Meyers, Team Triviality. Uh, we're going with Late Night with Seth Meyers. All right. Team Just Kidding. Yeah, we reasoned that it was uh, Conan's old, old slot, old, old, old slot, and we said uh, Late Night with Seth Meyers. And we all enjoy Conan's old slot. Uh, it is <laughs> Late Night with Seth. <laughs> Come on, man. That's a, that's a joke I think Conan would stand behind, though. Uh, like, that seems like a Conan-approved joke. Oh, man. Uh, all right, so the answer is Late Night with Seth Meyers, correct? Uh, all right, and number 12 was just more uh, for selfish reasons. Reasons. Uh, I'm a big fan of this show and this host. I love his format and the way he, he runs it, and it is Graham Norton. So let's start with Team Triviality. We thought this one was another one of those kind of douchey-ish questions, and uh, we said the Graham Norton Show. Okay, and team just kidding. Yep, the Graham Norton Show. That is correct, the Graham Norton Show. Neil, anywhere that you know I can watch that? Yeah, you can watch it on BBC America, or you can watch it, uh, they have like extended clips on YouTube. Cool. Yeah. After the swing round, it looks like Team Just Kidding picked up 40 points, and Team Triviality picked up 30 points, bringing our scores to Triviality with 62 and ahead right now, Team Just Kidding with 92. Yeah. Moving on down to round two. Moving on down to ease on down, ease on down, round two. All right. Number one, basketball coach Becky Hammond is in the news due to her upcoming interview for the head coaching position of the Milwaukee Bucks, which, if hired, would make her the first female head coach in NBA history. What team is she currently the assistant coach for? We're locked in. Yeah. 
Uh, I believe if she is uh, hired for the position, she'll be the first female head coach of any of the big four mm-hmm. teams, maybe even big five. I don't know MLS that well. No, that is that is correct, uh, at least for the big four, and it's mm-hmm. uh, it's about time, too. Um, so Team Triviality is locked in. Oh, yeah. Any idea on this? Oh, yeah. That is the San Antonio Spurs. All right. We'll go with him. Mm-hmm. Man, right. we are not gaining an inch. Yeah. Uh, very progressive organization with Greg Popovich as coach. Uh, San Antonio Spurs. You are both correct. The San Antonio Spurs. She's a very, very uh, successful player, a uh, very successful coach. And uh, if you guys have a chance and you have maybe like five minutes, uh, look up the uh, open letter that Pau Gasol wrote about Becky Hammond, uh, yeah. his coach. It's really, really well written. She'll definitely be the first female head coach. It might not be with Milwaukee, but I think eventually, usually assistants have to go through like a few of these before they end up getting a job. But she'll definitely be the first. Yeah. Very talented. Question number two. Named after a famous politician who did not die in prison, this term, coined by blogger Fiona Broom, refers to the phenomenon in which a large number of people share false memories of past events. Locked in. So I just want to lock in with you, Jeff. I'm pretty sure it's the Mandela effect because it's people have the false memory that Nelson Mandela died in prison, which he did not. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, because we actually did a podcast episode on just this. Yeah. You got the Bernstein Bears yeah. in there? I call this the Bernstein Bears uh, effect. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it's funny, you guys. Uh, so, yeah, Bernstein Bears is one where it's uh, stain, not Bernstein. Einstein. Yep. Uh, Bernstein. Many many people um, think it's sex in the city, but it's sex and the city. Mm-hmm. And, and other the pe- uh, Sinbad Genie movie, of course. Sinbad Genie movie. Uh, <laughs> am, right? And one of the biggest ones is a lot of people think Rich Uncle Pennybags from Monopoly has a monocle, has a monocle. which he does not. Right. So anyways, our answer is the Mandela effect. And uh, we also said Mandela effect. And you both are correct. It is the Mandela effect. Uh, Did you say the other, my other favorite one is Oscar Mayer Wieners? Mm -mm. So a lot of people spell it uh, M-E-Y-E-R, but it is M-A-Y-E-R. It's right in the song. Yeah. Yep. Which is funny. Yeah. A lot of people don't uh, quote the song. Uh, So yeah, that's uh, 10 points to each team on that one. So we're starting out round two. Uh, with a bang here. Yeah, guys. Uh, sometimes I remember uh, when we went on the Boston trip, and I think back on it, I remember Matt being there. Yeah, that's the uh, Matt Della effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matt did not die in Boston at Geek Bowl, uh, no. for the record. He's still here. Though so nobody has proof. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He later went on to become president. <laughs> he did. He did. You're right. Uh, so number three, actually, since we're all having a good time, speak of the devil, uh, let's just pretend we're at a party, okay? And everyone's drinking quite a lot. Uh, and this is question three, by the way. That seems really. Yeah. I was just saying that seems really unrealistic. <laughs> so everyone for here except me, Jeff, and Ken is drinking. So Matt's drinking. I don't know if Jeff, if you drink over there. No, sir. Okay, so okay, so Matt is so drinking. Matt is, Matt is powdered everything. He's, Matt. He's, <laughs> <laughs> Matt's having Matt's, a good time. He's going hard in the paint. So Matt is Matt is pounding so many drinks down. He's talking to a drunk guy in the corner. So the question is. Contrary to the opinion of that random drunk guy Matt's talking to in the corner who wasn't invited, Sam Smith's Oscar-winning original song from the James Bond film Spectre was not in reference to the slain king from the Book of Daniel in the Bible. What does any of that mean? So the question is... So the question is, who is the slain king from the Book of Daniel in the Bible? My Bible fans will understand this. that's the first biblical king I could think of. Okay. How are you on the Bible, Jeff? Well, I feel like I'm going to catch some heat for this, uh, maybe at church on Sunday. Um, so we're <laughs> we're going to see how poorly this ends up for us. So I wrote King Solomon. Mm-hmm. That's that's a famous one. Uh, the other one I wrote is Herod. Oh, okay. Um, so the only the only thing was I was thinking that it might be the name of a drink uh, because okay. 
I only recently found out who Sam Smith was because I figured out he wasn't Ed Sheeran. He does every boring song yeah. you've ever heard. Yeah. Does he do Stay With Me? Yeah. Yes. Yes, he does. Had a bad day. It's not him, but it could be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can go with Herod. That's fine. Locked in. All right. King Herod, uh, famous for the uh, appearance in Jesus Christ Superstar. And team, just kidding. Yeah. So I'm not 100% positive on this, but Midas was really sticking out to me. I'm not sure if he was in the Bible. That imagery really kind of goes with James Bond and... Um, Interestingly, after I watched this movie, I was looking up stuff about the theme song because Radiohead did an original Spectre song and uh, it got bumped for the Sam Smith version, which is awful. But uh, I'm going with Midas. All right. Well, unfortunately, uh, Team Just Kidding doesn't have the same touch as Midas, nor does uh, Team Triviality. So if you guys know the name of the Sam Smith song, it is called Writings on the Wall. And the king, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this correctly, uh, Belshazzar. Yeah, and it looks like someone's saying to pronounce it uh, Belsarasur, but I don't know. I thought, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, writing's on the wall. People who, <laughs> all the Bible, all our, all our uh, Bible fans here, here I think, can uh, second me on that. Yeah, you got one. Concur good, with me. Good for you guys. Yeah. Number four. If you reduce cobalt, phosphorus, erbium, nickel, copper, and sulfur to their chemical symbols. Hold on, slow down. Cobalt, phosphorus, erbium, nickel, co- copper. <laughs> I'll give it to you, slower. Hold on. If you reduce cobalt, phosphorus, Erbium, nickel, copper, and sulfur to their chemical symbols. You spell the name of what historical figure? We're wow. locked in. Yeah. Okay. Is this good enough for you, Jeff? You happy? <laughs> wow. I'm just kidding. I thought this one was was accessible by a lot of people. So, what do you think about Copernicus? Uh, I mean, he was probably a nice fella. <laughs> cobalt. I, I think copper is a weird one. Mm. I CU, drove a cobalt maybe. for a while. Quality car. Yeah, let's just go with that. I don't, I don't want to think about it too much. Copernicus. Okay, and Team Triviality. Uh, we agree. He himself had an element named after him, Copernicium, but we said Copernicus. It is Copernicus. Points on the board. Nice. All right, so uh, question number five for the second round is our second listener-submitted question from our friend Ben Jenkins. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Uh, so Ben asks... I want you to name one of the two U.S. presidents whose middle name is the same as the last name of another U.S. president. The middle name's the same as the last name of another president. Correct. And there are two of them. Oh, we've got one. All you need is one. We're locked in. All right. We're going to say Ford under the guise of uh, King. Okay. We went with Slick Willie Jefferson Clinton. Oh, there you go. Bill Clinton. Uh, correct. So one is William Jefferson Clinton, and the other is Ronald Wilson Reagan. Ah. Mm. Wilson was on my list, unfortunately. Uh, so thank you again, Ben, for that question. Uh, so after five questions in the second round, a little score update. Yeah, we caught up 10. Uh, team Just Kidding uh, gained 30 points there to have 122 currently, yeah. and Team Triviality gained uh, 40 points so far, and they are at 102, so only 20 points behind. Don't call it a comeback. Yep. Yeah, don't. Please don't, actually. (laughs) Uh, We're superstitious. All right. Number six. Sometimes the best ideas come before sunrise. At least, I'm guessing that was the case with Canon, who chose to name a series of SLR cameras after this Greek goddess of the dawn. Do you remember the Greek goddess Power Shot? (laughs) (laughs) I know Sony made the Alpha series. Mm -hmm. Good thing we're talking about Sony in this question. You know, shut up, Neil. (laughs) I think we're locked in. I know for a fact that the Canon SLRs were called Rebels. 
Uh, I don't know if that's a goddess, but we can go with that. That sounds good to me. All right, we're going to go with Repel. More specifically, those were all DSLRs, uh, if we're thinking the same thing. Uh, we said Rebel as well. All right, uh, it is not Rebel, um, mm-hmm. although I'm sure you guys are Andre Agassi fans. Uh, Andre Agassi fans. <laughs> Andre Agassi. <laughs> Andre Agassi. <laughs> Andre Agassi fans uh, from those commercials. But uh, the actual answer, if you guys look at a Canon SLR camera or DSLR camera on the front, it has EOS, EOS mm. on the front of the camera. Oh, I didn't even think about that. All right, uh, number seven. I doubt you would find Walter White or Saul Goodman hanging out at the annual International Fiesta for Hot Air Balloons every October in this city. We're good. Yeah. You good? Having, having never seen an episode of Breaking Bad, I don't know why I know it takes place in Albuquerque, but are you good with that? Yeah. Um, I do not have any recollection of that festival. I'm pretty sure uh, Breaking Bad takes place in Albuquerque, and that's where uh, the Springfield isotopes were sold to. Mm-hmm. So, let's But go can with... you take a left turn in a hot air balloon? <laughs> <laughs> let's go with Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. All right, team triviality. I really want to do the the reenactment of Jesse's voicemail. Um, well, we said Albuquerque. It is Albuquerque. Go Topes. All right, moving on to number eight. Uh, take the title of the movie where Adam Sandler and John Stewart's kid pee on the side of a restaurant that's not Hooters, plus a portion of the title of the Martin Lawrence movie where Paul Giamatti helps him become a Southern granny, and you have the names of Paul Newman's parents in this film based on the Pulitzer Prize winning play of the same name. So basically the answers to those two clues I gave you, the Adam Sandler and John Stewart uh, movie and the Martin Lawrence and Paul Giamatti movie are the character names of Paul Newman's parents and what film that is based on a famous play. So <laughs> Big Daddy is the first one. Yeah. Pretty sure Big Mama's House is the second one. Yep, I got those two. I don't know how to put them together. That's a pretty odd name for a Paul Newman movie. Big Daddy and Mama's House. All right, so let's uh, let's talk about Paul Newman movies. Uh, Pulitzer Prize winning, The Hustler. Uh, was he in Streetcar at any point? No, I don't think he was. He was in Cool Hand Luke. Yeah. It's great with those salad dressings. Okay. Yeah, those salad dressings blow my mind. <laughs> and all profits go to charity, so. <laughs> Yeah, they have a really good honey mustard. Ooh, I'm a huge fan of a good honey mustard. Yeah. It's hard to get a good honey mustard. The verdict. (laughs) Twilight. Cars. Twilight. (laughs) (laughs) Breaking Dawn. I mean, maybe it it is Cool Hand Luke. Road to Perdition. Mm. Cool Hand Luke, I don't feel, would work well as a play because it's got some different set pieces. The Hustler might work as a play. And I could see I could see characters from the Hustler maybe being like having these as nicknames. So maybe let's go with the Hustler. All right, the Hustler. All right, team. Just kidding. The Hustler. Team Triviality. Um. So Big Daddy and Big Mama sounded to me like characters that would be in a play movie set in New Orleans. Something. Maybe maybe by Tennessee Williams. Yeah. So we did go with Streetcar Named Desire. All right. So uh, let me uh, break all of this down for you. Um, it is Tennessee Williams. It is not Streetcar Named Desire. That's Marlon Brando. The Hustler is an awesome movie. Uh, Make sure you check it out, Jeff. But it is not The Hustler, but it is a Paul Newman movie. The actual answer, uh, if I told you uh, the character's name was Brick, if not, maybe nothing. Uh, But the main character is Elizabeth Taylor, who plays Maggie the Cat. Cat on a hot tin roof. 
Mm, oh, okay. That is something you reference a lot that I don't listen when you say it. Number nine. Home to your favorite wax figurines of celebrities, world leaders, historical figures, and athletes alike, Madame Tussauds is a wax museum with locations all over the world, but started in what world capital? If you guys have a chance uh, at home, if you're in front of a computer, just look up uh, Madame Tussauds' life. It's super fascinating. Um, really great woman. Uh, just incredible history. All right, Jeff, hear me out here. So, okay. um, obviously, her name sounds French. Absolutely. So, Paris is uh, an obvious choice, but hear me out. <laughs> Shanghai Nights <laughs> <laughs> has a scene where they uh, they bust into a wax museum and there there's a you know Jackie Chan beats up the bad guys in the wax museum. Uh huh. And it was definitely Madame Tussauds, and that's in London. Do you want to go London? I'm not. I'm, yeah, but he's, I mean, I'm he questioning. Said there are multiple, right? There are multiple, but that movie takes place in the 1800s. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm not saying Shanghai Nights is historically accurate. <laughs> Great though it may be, in the annals of history. <laughs> it's pronounced annals. <laughs> Great though it may be in the annals of history. Are you willing to go with me on this? I. Uh, with with some reservation, I'm willing to to go with you on this. Going with an own. We're going to go with London. Wow! 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 Uh, team <laughs> Triviality. What did you put? Uh, we went with the obvious, Patty. So the answer is London. Correct answer. And Ken makes fun of me for a moat story, and I'll let him tell it even and see how he tells it. See, it's not even that good of a story. the The point is of your brother's reaction to the moat story. <laughs> So Neil's uh, walking along. He trips on a curb and winds up in a uh, a gutter in London on a rainy day. Everybody, all the British people, just stepping over him without a care in the world, and he, he's struggling because he busts his knee. Is it really uh, hard? Yeah, I fell on my knee, kind of hurt, and I broke my umbrella. Like it was a pretty good injury, right? I mean, I I was walking fine. It was just startling, and I, I it hurt for a day. So no. the way your brother tells it is, uh, <laughs> your mom says. Oh, your brother fell in London. He's really hurt, and he just starts cracking up because he doesn't <laughs> care. <laughs> yeah, so they always make fun of me. It was in London when I was studying abroad, and uh, like Ken said, I fell. I was in water that was about a foot deep, and everyone I held at my hand, no one would help me. <laughs> so I had to slip my way up and get yeah. out of there because the whole building was marble on the outside, so it was very slippery. Oh, yeah, in the rain, that would be brutal. Yeah. Well, that's payback for that tea party. Uh, it, it was payback. <laughs> they said, you're, Amer you're American. Yeah. Oh, that was bad. Okay. All right, last Terrible. question of uh, round two. That's going to be uh, points for uh, team. Just kidding, by the way. All right. I got a qu question right because of Shanghai Nights, guys. Yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, <laughs> finally. Stranger things. Finally. Man. Stranger things have happened. Whichever way you can get there. Shout out to Greg. Shanghai Nights for life. Uh, all right. So before we get to the final round and then uh, pee on uh, a, a piece of fabric that we twist to open up uh, jail cell bars. Uh, which is, is that from? that's from Shanghai Noon oh. from the from the the first film in the series. Oh, okay, yeah. all right, a little reference. When's the third one coming? Yeah. I wish there was a third the one because I I love those. I demand movies. a conclusion. I don't know what country it would be in, but I would I would buy it. Um, okay, number ten. Shaquille O'Neal played for six teams in the NBA, not counting the two teams he won championships with. I want you to put the remaining four teams in order of estimated city population from smallest to largest. Jeez. Okay, you give me the teams. I'll give you the cities. Hey, Jeff, this question is the anti-Ken, so you go ahead and just uh, do whatever you feel. Gotcha. 
Uh, well, I I know the cities. I probably just need okay. help okay. arranging. We're locked in. I think we, man. If we miss by one, too, mm-hmm. be brutal. All right, um, all right yeah. Jeff. What are the cities? That would be Orlando, Boston, Phoenix, and Cleveland. I would assume Boston would be up near the top of that. I think Phoenix is actually pretty populated, too. Right. Do you want to go Boston, Phoenix, Cleveland, Orlando? Yeah, I would put Orlando at the bottom, yeah. Wait, just so just to be clear. Um, so I want you guys to name them uh, smallest to largest. Oh, Orlando, Cleveland, Phoenix, Boston. Okay. And team Triviality? Uh, we had a little bit of a different order. Phoenix is the only one in that list that's actually in the top 10 most populated. So we went Orlando, Cleveland, Boston, Phoenix. All right, one team will be getting points. And uh, here are the numbers. Uh, in uh, the, Our smallest is uh, Orlando with 277,140, basically. This is from the 2016 census, by mm. the way. Um, they don't do censuses in 2016. Oh, it said 2016 census. 20, 2010 will be the most recent year. Okay, well, that's what the internet said. Anyway, um, Wikipedia right. said so. It's so true. the smallest is Orlando. Uh, next up, with uh, around three hundred eighty-five thousand, is Cleveland. Then uh, third, six hundred seventy-three thousand, Boston, and mm. largest Phoenix, one point six million. Mm-hmm. So ten points to uh, triviality. Yeah, Phoenix surprisingly huge. Yeah, Phoenix is like the sixth most populated U.S. city. It's crazy big. Because mm-hmm. I think the 10th most populated is uh, San Jose. Mm-hmm. And it's the first one under a million with like 980 or something like that. All right. So after the uh, both rounds, um, the scores right now are Team Triviality, 122. And Team Just Kidding, 142. Wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. So bad. as you guys know, I'm going to give you five categories. And you guys can wager uh, any and all the points that you've accrued during the game. So here are your categories. And there's going to be a theme here you're going to see. And I was just on a, a tangent here. Uh, so category number one, Drake in music videos. Category <laughs> number two, Drake in history. Oh, that was. Category three, Drake on campus. Category four, Drake on TV. And category five, Drake on the map. All the wagers are in. Uh, so we're going to start with question one, which is in the category of Drake in music videos. The music video for Drake's Nice For What features a collection of strong, successful women in a variety of professions, including this graceful performer, the first African-American woman to be promoted to principal dancer with the prestigious American Ballet Theater. Number two, in the category of Drake in history, originally known as the Pelican, Sir Francis Drake's dearly beloved ship that circumnavigated the globe was renamed in honor of the crest worn by his friend, Sir Christopher Hatton. What was the name of that ship? Number three, Drake on campus. Drake University is located in what capital city that, like Baton Rouge, is also of French origin without being named for a person? Question four in the category Drake on TV. On season two of HBO's Kirby Enthusiasm, the creation of this food item is debated after Larry orders it and substitutes many of its signature ingredients, much to the dismay of his dinner companion, who shares a name with the famous dish. The companion goes on to say that this dish was created by his grandfather at the Drake Hotel in Chicago, before Larry retorts with, well, my grandfather's name was Harold Bingo, and he invented Bingo. What dish did Larry order? And number five, Drake on the map. The Drake Passage, known as one of the roughest sea passages in the world, separates what two continents? Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. 
Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. Yeah, the show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, Box of Oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the Box of Oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. All right, all the answers are in. So uh, we're going to go through uh, each question here uh, in a truncated form, and uh, I'll tell you the wagers that everyone had here. We should mention, too, it just started raining pretty hard outside, so if you hear some popcorn popping, it's actually the rain hitting the window. It is, yeah. We can't stop the rain. Um, Let's blame it on the rain. Who'd stop it, the rain? It can't rain all the time, right, Matt? Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, question one was Drake in music videos, and uh, I was looking for the name of the first African-American woman to be promoted to principal dancer with the prestigious American Ballet Theater. Uh, so team, uh, triviality, what did you wager? Way too much. Uh, 20. All right. And team, just kidding. Just 10 on that one. All right. So let's start, uh, with team, just kidding. They had less to lose there. Oh, we, we had no idea. Yeah. Okay. All right. And team triviality. Uh, we wrote the famous dancer. How would anyone know this? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, the correct answer, she's a really, really great dancer. Uh, her name is Misty Copeland. Of course. Oh, yes. Uh, she's a be- beautiful dancer. If you ever get a chance to watch some of her videos, uh, super graceful, just uh, awesome. So. Uh, Thunder right. is very ominous. <laughs> it is. Uh, so no one's going to be getting points on... Actually, uh, Team Triviality is losing 20. Oh, we're sure uh, losing some points. Welcome to my bit. trivia game. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play a game. All right. Number two was in Drake and History. I was basically just looking uh, for the name of Sir Francis Drake's ship that circumnavigated the globe. Team Triviality, what'd you wager? 10. And Team Just Kidding. 20 on this one. Mm. All right. So Team Triviality, what do you got? We said the Rose. Okay, and team, just kidding. Interestingly enough, we also winded up with the rose just by going through Game of Thrones sigils. Okay, unfortunately, not a correct answer on this one either. So the tiny, tiny hint that I put in there was his dearly beloved ship because... uh, Is it a deer? It technically kind of is, yeah. So the name of the ship is the Golden Hind, and a hind (laughs) is a female deer, usually red deer. Yeah, Yeah. the Golden Hind. I thought that one was like really easy because I don't know geography or history, and everyone seemed to get it online, so... Uh, all right, number three, uh, Drake on campus. I uh, just wanted to know the name of the capital city where Drake University is located. That sounds French. Uh, team Triviality, would you wager? Ten. And just kidding. Zero. All right, so team just kidding. Nothing. Okay, and team <laughs> Triviality. 
Uh, I knew Drake, I believe, is an East Coast school, and then we went through all the capitals, and something that sounded French was Montpellier of Vermont. Interesting. You guys are forgetting about the capital of Des Moines. Hmm. So no points on that one. It's in Iowa? It's in Iowa. Des Moines, yeah. Iowa. This is not going well. It is not going well. <laughs> I finally brought some thunder here, so but it's pretty fun. you know what? This is God's plan, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> um... All right, and you guys will be wishing you wish, and you won the game. Okay, <laughs> number four in the category of Drake. Is that a Drake joke? Yeah. yeah. Number four. Uh, now, Drake is a rapper. So, so was, so uh, was God's plan, in case you didn't uh, Drake's get it. a rapper, formerly an actor. Yeah. Used to be in a wheelchair, but for fake. Okay. <laughs> but for fake. For fake. All right. Uh, number four um, was uh, Drake on TV. I was looking for uh, the dish that Larry ordered on Curb Enthusiasm Season 2 that his dinner mate was very angry that he changed the main ingredients of. So let's uh, let's see. Team Triviality, what did you wager? 20. All right, and just kidding. We went with 10. All right, so Ken was thinking about this one for a long time. What did you end up uh, coming up with? After some long deliberation, we went with Waldorf salad. Ooh. All right. Which and I happen to hate myself. <laughs> and Team uh, Triviality? That sounds right. We said poutine. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, well, uh, if you guys remember, he ordered a Cobb salad. I don't know. Oh, so I was really close. You were very close, Ken. Um, and, the, and the guy said, my grandfather, his last name was Cobb, and he invented it, when in reality, most people say that the Cobb salad was invented at the Brown Derby in 1937 mm. in by Hollywood. Ty, by Ty Cobb. By Ty Cobb, yeah. Yep. Uh, all right, Trump's so lawyer. a lot of points being lost here. So let's see how this From last baseball. one uh, goes here. So number five was Drake on a map. Um, we're team, bleeding out here. Yep, team triviality, <laughs> what do you got? Uh, less points than we started with. Uh, we wagered 15. All right. And team, just kidding? We wagered zero. Okay. I'll start with just kidding. Uh, nothing. Nothing. Okay. Uh, team triviality. I'm pretty sure the Drake passages between South America and Antarctica. All right. Someone got a question, hey, right? Hey, ding, ding, ding. Yep. It's South time. America and, and Antarctica. And I think you guys got these questions wrong on purpose because I have to do all this math now. No. So hold on. Why would we get them wrong on purpose? So before you... Um, read those final scores just uh the points that we've been bleeding out here i feel like tim roth in the back of a car i'm dying <laughs> i'm dying dying yeah reservoir dogs um no we didn't get that <laughs> yeah thank you quentin tarantino first film <laughs> the director quentin the director. tarantino is a director of movies all right well um so the final scores are tabulated uh in second place today with a very worthy effort they almost came back uh from the bottom and that was uh team triviality with 77 points uh but above them is just kidding which is uh jeff reed and ken with a total of 102 points and they are today's cream of the crop i am the cream if we would have bet zero we would have won uh so maybe that's something we consider going forward <laughs> uh at least in neil's games because that was a pretty brutal final round well yeah what happened was i i was trying to think of things that you guys would know and uh, in your wheelhouses and um I, I think i just went a little too hard in the paint there at the yeah. end uh unlike the toronto raptors drake's favorite team that yeah. lost to the cleveland cavaliers mm-hmm. cool um but uh jeff uh how did you feel during that game you guys you, you played really well i thought and uh, you guys were victorious yeah i'm happy to be uh cream of the crop i might have to take a shower afterwards but it feels good you put on your resume all this sweating we, we've we've all done it so yeah, yeah. All the all the sweating is okay. You're you're getting rid of the uh, trivia toxins as they were. And uh, when you you don't want to really take a shower with the cream, you want to let it settle like a nice conditioner in your hair. Um, <laughs> and repeat, always and re- repeat, always repeat. Um, so that's Jeff, a marketing gimmick. Sell more shampoo. <laughs> uh, Jeff, uh, we talked about how much we love your show, but uh, why don't you just uh, describe it and where people can find it so uh, they can subscribe as well? Well, you were able to find us at any place you download uh, podcasts. 
and at generallytrivial.net. We are going to uh, bring you odd news every fortnight, as it is, and um, give you something to laugh at or tell your friends about, and um, we'd love to have you listen. Great. And uh, any social media handles you'd like people to reach out to you with? We we are on uh, Twitter and on Facebook, uh, both at Generally Trivial. Wonderful. Uh, well, we really appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us today. Uh, we know it's been a long time coming, but uh, just appreciate the the time you've uh, you spent tonight. And thanks um, for being a great teammate. Yeah. Well, thank you for carrying me during parts of the. Oh, <laughs> oh, please. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, we'll we'll let you go uh, on good terms before the mutiny takes in, uh, <laughs> or, or t- you know, uh, it happens. But uh, yeah, we really appreciate it. So, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. All right, thanks for having me. Of course, um, and uh, yeah, for uh, for Jeff, Matt, and Ken here in the studio, uh, my name is Neil, and that was Triviality. I'm gonna die alone! Oh! Excuse me, I didn't realize you had a degree in medicine!